All right. Welcome back. How you guys doing tonight? I just spilled water all over this mic and my iPad. Hopefully that won't be an issue. But it's good to see you guys. And as you just saw in the video, we are just a few weeks away from one of our biggest events of the year, Movement Weekend. You guys excited for Movement Weekend? So registration. Registration's always slow before Thanksgiving and Christmas and the new year. But we're just a few weeks out now. And registration closes three weeks from this Sunday. Just three weeks from this Sunday. So we're getting close to the finish line there. And we know a lot of you are still planning on signing up. So go ahead, get registered, invite your friends. It's going to be an incredible weekend. If you've never been a part of movement or straight up weekend before, anything like that, it's an event that takes place from a Friday night to a Sunday morning here at our church. We have incredible worship sessions. Friday night, we'll be going to the Ice Sports Forum for laser tag, ice skating. You'll be staying in host homes on Friday, Saturday night with your closest friends. Tons of food, tons of pizza, tons of soda, Mountain Dew. It's going to be an incredible weekend, lots of fun, and we want you to sign up and be a part of it. And maybe I'll break another bone or something this year. And I'm, I'm due. A wall, a bone, something. All right. So tonight I'm really excited because we're kicking off a brand new teaching series called Not of This World. And this series or a version of this series has actually been requested by a number of students over the past few years. But honestly, I haven't felt super confident preaching about some of these topics because frankly, they're just difficult topics to cover. Things that can be confusing, things that require a lot of study, things that a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about. But during this series, we're going to be talking about things like heaven and hell, Satan, angels and demons, the end times. And these are are, are tricky subjects to tackle. Uh, But I believe these are important things. These are necessary things for us to talk about. So we're going to do our best over the next few weeks. You know, when it comes to these kinds of topics, I think all of us in this room have some kind of opinion or some kind of view about them. You know, we have images that come to our mind when we think about heaven. We have images that come to our mind when we think about hell or we think about the devil. But as I've been studying and preparing over the past few weeks, I've realized how much my opinion, how much my view on these topics is shaped by things other than scripture. It's been shaped by movies and TV shows I've seen. It's been shaped by our culture. It's been shaped by religion. But as I've taken my view on these topics and compared it to what is actually in the Bible, what is actually in scripture, I've been shocked to find out how little of what I believe about these things is actually in the Bible. And my guess is that the same is probably true for you. Many of your ideas and thoughts about these topics don't come directly from Scripture. Your beliefs, instead, they're they're a mixture of things that you've picked up from, from your parents, from church, from Hollywood, from movies, from books. But my goal and my hope for this series is that our view, our beliefs on these important topics would line up with Scripture, that what we believe will be consistent with what the Bible actually teaches. 
So tonight, to begin our series, we're going to take a look and talk about heaven. You know, most people, whether they're Christians or not, whether they're religious or not, most people believe in an afterlife. Most people believe that you go somewhere after you die. There are, there are some people who believe you just rot in the ground for, forever, but I would say most people, even if they're not religious, believe in some form of an afterlife. And kind of the most common belief among people is that when, when you die, you go to one of two places. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. Good people take the escalator on up to heaven, and bad people take the stairs down to hell. That's kind of the common belief in our society. And I think Kenny Chesney kind of summed it up best in his lyrics to one of his most well-known songs. He says, everybody wants to go to heaven, have a mansion high above the clouds. Everybody want to go to heaven, but nobody want to go now. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Between the choice of heaven and hell, 99% of the people are choosing heaven. They want to go to the mansion, but most people aren't ready to go. They want to live their lives. They want to get married. They want to have kids. They want to have their career. They want heaven, but they want it in the future. You know, people, they have all kinds of ideas about what heaven will be like. For some people, when they think about heaven, it's this place filled with mansions, streets of gold, it's paradise, it's Disney World, it's this incredible place that they're going to get to go to. For some people, heaven seems like this really boring place where they're going to be floating in clouds, playing harps, singing hymns for eternity, and they're like, yeah, I'd rather go there than go to hell, but it really doesn't sound that great. For some people, heaven is all about that's the place where I'm gonna see my friend. That's the place where I'm gonna see my family member that has passed away. That's what they think about when it comes to heaven. But what I want us to do is I want us to take a look at what the Bible actually has to say about heaven. You see, the Bible is very clear that physical death is not the end for us. That death is simply a doorway into eternity. The Bible teaches us that God has placed eternity in our hearts, meaning that we have been created to live forever. We have been created for eternity. And as Christians, heaven is where we hope to spend our eternity. So for the next few minutes, what I want us to do is just to answer three questions about heaven. Three basic, simple questions about heaven, but my hope tonight is that you will understand what scripture actually teaches about it. So the first question I want to talk about tonight is this, is where is heaven? Like, where, where is it? Is it in another dimension? Is it in deep outer space? Like if you got in a rocket ship and had enough fuel and traveled for billions of miles, would you eventually run into it? Is heaven even a physical location? Well, the Bible, it doesn't really tell us a whole lot about where heaven currently is. You see, in Scripture, heaven is really less about a location and more about God's presence. Heaven is God's dwelling place. It's where his throne is. It's where he rules and reigns from. It's where his presence is most evident. So then if people die... Like, where do they go? Where are they? Where is this, this place? 
Listen to what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He says this. So we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, as long as we're alive, we are not at home with the Lord. For we live by believing and not by seeing. Yes, we are fully confident and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies for then we will be at home with the Lord. Paul says that for us to be absent from our physical bodies means to be present with the Lord. So for those who have already died, they are currently at home with the Lord. Where that is, I don't know. I just know they are in God's presence. They are with Jesus and they will be with Jesus forever. But here's the catch. And here's something I'm guessing most of you don't know because growing up in, in, in church, this is something I never understood. Although they will be with God forever, where they currently are is not where they will be forever. The current heaven where they are is not their eternal home. The present heaven where God is, where his people are, it is just a temporary space. And kind of the fancy theological term for this is the intermediate state. This is where people go after they die and before the final resurrection when Jesus returns. They go to this current heaven, to this intermediate state. It's not purgatory where they're waiting to see if they're gonna go to heaven or hell, but they are currently with Jesus, but there will be a future heaven which is our eternal home. Listen to what Revelation says, Revelation chapter one. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. Revelation tells us God is going to create a new heaven and a new earth. He is going to come and dwell with his people. He is going to live with them and be with them forever. And here, here's my belief, just as, as I have, I've studied this. This new heaven that, that, that the Bible talks about, I don't think it's gonna be in some other galaxy. I don't think it's gonna be in some other dimension. I don't think it's gonna be light years away. I believe that that new heaven will be here on earth that God is coming back to set up his kingdom here on earth among his people. You know, there's this tendency in American Christianity, and it's really only in America where we have this belief that this world, God has just kind of forgotten about it. Like the world is doomed, and God is gonna come back one day, take us all up out of here to heaven before he hits the detonator bomb and just blows the world up. But that's kind of the belief. The world is going to hell. God's gonna come and rescue us from it. And then the world is gonna be blown up. But that's not what we see in the Bible. God is not returning one day to destroy the world. He's returning to restore his creation to its original order. And the Bible tells us that when God created the world, it was good. It was perfect. You see, God's not coming back to take us up to heaven. 
God is coming back to bring heaven to earth. He is coming to establish his rule and his reign here on earth where he will live with us forever. I love what Randy Alcorn says in his book, Heaven. This is probably the the most well-known resource on heaven. He says this, instead of us going up to God's place to live forever, God will come down to live with us in our place, literally bringing heaven to earth. God's children are destined for life as resurrected beings on a resurrected earth. Yes, there is a current heaven where people are with the Lord, but where they are is not their eternal home. God is returning one day to establish his new heaven here on earth where he'll live with us, he'll dwell among us, and we will be with God forever. But the second question, what will heaven be like? What's it gonna be like? Will there be streets of gold? Will there be mansions? Are we gonna be floating in the clouds? Are we gonna have wings? Are we gonna be angels? You know, to be honest, the Bible doesn't tell us a whole lot about what heaven is like. And many of the passages in the Bible that talk about heaven, they're figurative and they're not literal. But I think there are some things that we can safely assume. So let's first talk about the present heaven, where people currently are right now with God. You see, we are, as humans, we are not just a spirit. We are a physical body and a soul. But when somebody dies, their physical body goes into the ground or it's burned up into ashes and they leave their physical body here on earth and their soul goes to be with the Lord. But I don't believe that people who have died are just floating around up in outer space just as a soul just as some disembodied uh, spirit just floating around. No, I believe that God has given them a temporary body before they receive their resurrected body when Christ returns, which means this. I think in heaven, people recognize each other. They recognize their friends. They recognize their family. They even recognize people they've never met before. The Bible tells us that when uh, on the Mount of Transfiguration, when Moses and Elijah appeared, the disciples recognized them and knew who they were, even though they had never met them before. But they had a physical body. They weren't just a spirit. You know, I think those who are in heaven, I think they're fully conscious and aware. I don't think they're in some just eternal sleep. They're They're conscious, they're aware. I think they remember their life here on earth. I think they're, they're, they're aware of what's going on down here on earth. The Bible talks about there's a great cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on. Those in heaven are aware of what's happening here on earth. That doesn't mean that people in heaven are a guardian angel. Because the Bible tells us that people don't go to heaven and leave heaven and go back and forth. People aren't coming down from heaven to, to be with us, but they are aware of what's going on here. And I believe that people in heaven, they know that's not their eternal home. They know there's a future heaven. They know Jesus is coming back. They know they're gonna receive their resurrected body. But right now, they are at peace because they are in God's presence. 
what about the future heaven? What is that gonna be like? Well, I think it's gonna be a lot like this world. If God is establishing that heaven here on earth, I think it's gonna be a lot like this world. We will have our resurrected bodies. We will be physical people in a physical world. I think we'll have jobs. I think we'll have friendships and relationships with people. I think we'll eat food. Like we will actually be doing things because we will be physical beings, but it will be a world without any corruption. There'll be no sin, no evil, no suffering, no disease, no sadness. Listen to what Romans 21.4 says. It says, he will wipe every tear from their eye and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Sin, death, sadness, corruption, they're gone. And we will fully experience God's presence. We will see God face to face. We will worship him. We'll enjoy him. And there will be nothing hindering that relationship. There will be nothing between us and God. Listen to what Revelation 22 says. No longer will there be a curse upon anything. For the throne of God and the lamb will be there. And the servants will worship him. And they will see his face. And his name will be written on their foreheads. And there will be no night there. No need for lamps or sun. For the Lord God will shine on them and they will reign forever and ever. We will be in God's presence forever. But here's what I hear often. You know, heaven sounds kind of boring. Heaven sounds kind of lame, like a church service for eternity. I just got to like listen. It's like boring preachers talk and I just got to sing a bunch of songs and, and hymns, like, for eternity. I mean, it's better than burning in hell, but that doesn't seem like a whole lot of fun. Let me say a couple things. First of all, no, we're not going to be sitting around singing for heaven, forever. Heaven is not just this uh, super long worship service that never ends. But secondly, listen, to believe that heaven will be boring is to believe that God is boring. To believe that heaven will be boring is to have a very small view of God. Listen, God created you. God designed you. And he knows you better than anyone in the world. And he knows your greatest needs, your greatest desires, your greatest wants, And he will meet those in a way that you have never experienced before. I believe you will be more alive in heaven than you ever are here on earth. You will experience more joy, more peace, more purpose, more satisfaction, more fulfillment than ever before in your life. Listen, the the hope of heaven, it's not streets of gold. The hope of heaven is not having some big mansion. The hope of heaven is not seeing loved ones who have passed away as great as that is. The hope of heaven is that we will be with Jesus forever. That we will be in God's presence forever. And listen, if your version of heaven that you're imagining doesn't include Jesus, if it's just this paradise, this Disney world, this amazing place, and Jesus isn't even a part of it, 
I would question whether or not you actually are following Jesus. Because the purpose and the hope of heaven isn't this eternal paradise where we live on the beach and we just do whatever we want. The purpose and the hope of heaven is being in God's presence and having our greatest needs met. But here's the last question. All right, so well, who goes to heaven? Who's going to be there? And you see, this is the most important question for us to, to, to ask and to answer because it impacts every single person in this room. It's also a question that the Bible answers very clearly for us. It's not something that the Bible leaves us wondering about or guessing about or hoping about. The Bible is crystal clear about this. You know, the, the, the assumption is, <clears throat> the assumption is that good people go to heaven, bad people go to hell. That's kind of the, the assumption. And a good person is someone who does more good things than bad things. But the bad things they do, they can't be really bad. Like, you can lie to your parents, you can gossip, you can cheat on a test, and you should be fine. But if you kill somebody, if you rob a bank, ah, just forget about it. You're probably not going to make it there. Good people go to heaven. Bad people go to hell. But this is not what the Bible teaches. The Bible tells us that good people do not go to heaven. That there is no amount of goodness that can earn our spot in heaven. In fact, according to the Bible, there are no good people. Listen to what Paul writes in Romans. He says this, as the scriptures say, no one is righteous, I mean no one is right with God, not even one. No one is truly wise, no one is seeking God. All have turned away, all have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. The Bible is painfully clear that no one is good, no one is righteous, no one is in good standing with God because we have all turned away from God and followed our own desires. Every single one of us, the Bible says, we have sinned and fallen short of God's standard. And the consequence for our sinfulness is death. And what is death? Death is the absence of God's love and grace. It's eternal separation from God and hell. So then if no one is good, if no one is righteous, well then who the heck is gonna be in heaven? Like who's gonna make it there? If everyone falls short of God's standard, how is anybody gonna be with God forever? I want you to listen to what, what the Bible says here in, in three different verses. The first one, I'm sure most of you know, John 3, 16. Listen to what it says. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but instead they will have eternal life. John 5, 24, I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me, they have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death into life. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of our sin, the consequences of our sin is death, 
but the free gift of God is eternal life through who? Through Christ Jesus our Lord. So according to the Bible, who goes to heaven? It's those who have repented of their sins, meaning they've turned away from their sin and they have believed in Jesus. They have believed in what Jesus did on the cross where he took our place, took our sin, and they believe that Jesus rose from the dead, defeating death. They don't go to heaven because of their church attendance. They don't go to heaven because they volunteer at their their local food pantry. They don't go to heaven because they're generous with their money. They don't go to heaven because they're a good person, they're nice to other people. They go to heaven because they have put their faith and their trust in Jesus, and that is it. And in 1 John 5, 13, it says this, I have written this to you who believe, who have trusted in Jesus in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know you have eternal life. So that you can know you have an eternity with God in heaven. Listen, students, there are very few things in this world that we can have complete assurance about. If the past two years with COVID have taught us anything, Nothing in this world is guaranteed. Things can change in an instant. Things we count on, things we plan for, they can all just blow up and, and in a single day. But you can have complete assurance about your eternity. You can know without any doubt that you will spend an eternity with Jesus. And listen, if you're here tonight, students, listen, listen. If you're here tonight and you don't know where you're gonna spend eternity, if you don't know whether you're, you're gonna be in heaven, if you don't know if you have a relationship with Jesus, I do not want you to leave tonight without that assurance. I don't want you walking out the door wondering, man, I, I, I hope I make it to heaven. I, I, I hope God accepts me. I, I, I hope I get there. You can leave tonight knowing with complete confidence that you have the hope of heaven, that you have eternal life through Jesus. So with our heads bowed, our eyes closed, and tonight I, I wanna give you that opportunity. As we're together for the first time this year, as we're starting this, this new year, this new semester, I wanna give you an opportunity to make the most important decision that you will ever make. A decision that will not only impact your life here on earth, but a decision that will impact your eternity. Now I just wonder, no no one's looking around, no one's talking right now. Man, if you would would say, man, I don't know where I would spend eternity. I, I don't know if I would be in heaven. I don't know if I would be in hell. I don't even, even, even know how to get there. I don't even know if I believe in those things necessarily. Man, but if you would say, I, I just don't know. I just wanna ask you to, to, to raise your hand where you're seated right now. No one's looking around, but you would say, man, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to heaven. I don't know if I'm going to hell. I'm just not sure. And you can put your hand back down. Now, I wanna give you the, the chance opportunity to to leave tonight knowing and you know oftentimes in prayer in church we'll give you this prayer to repeat but I I don't want to lead through that tonight because I don't think that's going to be helpful for you tonight if if, if you want to leave with that confidence if you want to leave with that assurance 
what I'm gonna invite you to do is when we are singing this last song, I'm gonna just have everyone stay in their, their seats, not have people come forward. But as we sing this last song, if you wanna get that right tonight, if you wanna know where you're gonna spend eternity, I'm just gonna invite you to step out of the pews. I'm gonna be in the very back in the lobby area. And we're just gonna spend a few minutes just talking about this. I, I want you to leave with that confidence tonight of knowing that you will spend an eternity in heaven. God, we thank you for the hope of heaven. God, that our hope is not in, in, in a mansion or streets of gold or paradise, God, but our hope is that we will be in your presence forever. God, that you are coming back to make things right, to restore your creation, and that you will be with us forever, that we will see you face to face. And God, we will have our greatest needs and desires met. God, we are so excited for that day where you will make things new, you will make things right. But God, I lift up students who are here tonight who don't have that confidence, who don't have that assurance. Lord, I pray that tonight they would leave with that confidence, that they would have the boldness to get out of their seat, to go have a conversation that could change their eternity, God. And Lord, as we, we praise you, as we lift up your name, God, thank you for the, the reminder that our hope is in Jesus, that our hope is in the resurrection, that you have defeated sin and death, and you offer us eternal life. And it is in your name that we pray. Amen.